0: hello and welcome to inside modular the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the modular building institute with a compact footprint variety of unit options and seamless system management city multi variable refrigerant flow zoning systems from mitsubishi electric train hvac us are a one-stop solution for modular projects with efficient operation and the ability to connect to commercial ventilation equipment third-party systems, and comprehensive control solutions, City Multi VRF can help you meet energy and performance goals on your next project. From off-site development to on-site assembly, you can trust our manufacturer-level support to guide you from system selection to design to startup, no matter the application. To learn more about our offerings, visit MitsubishiPro.com. Welcome everyone, my name is John McMullen and I'm the marketing director here at MBI. Today, I'm talking with Rick Murdoch, co-founder and CEO of AutoVol. Rick is here to talk about the formation of AutoVol and about the potential for automation to revolutionize the modular construction industry. Rick, welcome. How are you doing, John? I am very well. Thank you very much. Uh, So tell me about yourself, Rick. You've been in modular construction for a long time now, and you've got a slew of successful companies. How'd you get started? You know, I got started uh, 45 years ago
1: as a young man uh, into the uh, mobile home or manufactured housing business uh, in uh, West Texas and just really loved it Uh, and enjoyed the manufacturing. I enjoyed seeing what you could build. And then most of all, I enjoyed all the people uh, in the company and everyone that you could meet and work with. It was just a real pleasurable experience. So I kind of grew from there. Uh, I just stayed in the industry. I've been in it all my life. I went through several different companies. I was uh, fortunate enough to receive my first manufacturing plant at a very early age. I think I was 26 and uh, into a plant in the South, which was a challenge, but also a great, uh, a great challenge at that plant turned out to be very successful. I kind of went from there to uh, other manufacturers and and ran different companies. And then finally ended up in Boise, Idaho in 1989. Uh, I was given a call from a recruiter and asked if I would be interested in coming up and trying to work with a company to get out of bankruptcy. Hmm. Uh, I thought that would be an amazing experience and uh, something that would look good on a resume. And so I also took that opportunity. And fortunately enough, we were successful in turning that company around And then, you know, it was probably 10 years, maybe 12 years later, ended up uh, going in partners and buying that company. And from that company, we transformed it into the first multi-story, multi-family modular builder in the Western United States and started building multi-family, multi-story for modular construction. Uh, Sold that company in 2015, along with my partners. And started prefab logic, which was really on the other side of the spectrum of our industry. It was more of the engineering services company that worked with. He uh, worked with architects, uh, structural engineers, general contractors, and so forth on that side of the business, really helping them to understand the modular experience. Being able to take products that they would want to build and and modularize those and and model those out so they could be built out of a manufacturing plant and delivered. Uh, That was very successful. Uh, We did the drawing packages and so forth for those companies uh, and really uh, took off with Prefab Logic and grew that company. And I was entertained by an email inviting me to a automation event in Omaha, Nebraska. At that time, I was out of manufacturing and loving what I was doing with Prefab, but really was interested in the automation piece. And so I flew up there and was quite amazed at what I was seeing in automation. And not that it was in a factory setting, but it was automation that I could see that would work in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And so I left there fully energized to talk to people and was bound determined to go out and get back into manufacturing, but do it with a different twist this time and try to change how we did it. Uh, And so we were able to put together and start Autoval, which is the, First fully automated robotic modular manufacturing plant in the country.
0: Well, that's a that's an amazing story, Rick. I can uh, I'm thinking back to when I was 26. I had no idea what I wanted to do yet. You were <laughs> running companies, so. But let's talk about Autovol. Uh, you started that company, uh, like you said, a few years ago, uh, and you guys uh, are really focused on automation and modular construction. What made you want to to dive into that? You said you were energized coming out of seeing that that automation, but what was going through your head? What was your big idea?
1: I did come out of that amazed. And the reason why I was amazed is through all my years in the industry uh, and all the different wonderful plants uh, that I worked with and all the divisions that I had uh, in that that time, one thing stayed common uh, throughout all the manufacturing plants that I was involved with. And that was the work that the, the labor had to do and go through all plants, it's heavy lifting, it's uh, stretching, it's bending, it's uh, eight, 10 hours a day. And I was really watching the toll that was taking on people because I had done that very thing myself. And so the robotics and the automation was very cool. And uh, I saw an opportunity to change the way we do construction and use that very cool robotics and automation to take the heavy lifting off people and put it on machines and freeing people up to use their minds and do more planning and just really suit people for the trades that I believe work for the human body. And and that was all your trades and that's electrical plumbing and so forth. So the automation gave us an opportunity to do the construction work, all the heavy lifting of building and framing and securing and gluing and sheathing and put that on
0: robots. So what can you tell me about the factory itself. Uh, I'm interested uh, in in really like what you had to learn in order to build a factory for automated construction. It seems very complicated.
1: Well, it is complicated and I can tell you it was a whole different education uh, after being in manual uh, manufacturing plants all my life because now we were working with robots. And robots and the automation was extremely cool, but it really quickly, you understand that the robots are no different than a hammer or a saw or anything else. They do nothing until it's programmed to do so. And so gathering that information, bringing in the people and collaborating with house of design robotics to successfully integrate all this was a brand new experience and one that I enjoyed and learned so much from because now we were operating the, uh, the automation and the robotics and actually telling them the things that had to do. And so that was a new twist uh, setting the plan up, getting all that organized, getting that integrated in so we could actually do all of our construction with automation, uh, took a lot of collaboration between our company, our previous company, prefab logic, uh, that formed all the data, our integration company, uh, simulating companies, all those things to bring this together. So it was a whole different animal, uh, to approach. And, uh, really understanding the type of people that would have to come along in our industry to make that successful
0: well the hats off to you sir i uh i'm in awe of people who can uh take uh technology and really apply it in new ways i i was proud of myself the other day i reinstalled windows on my computer that was my big big accomplishment so good job uh, i i really i'm I'm looking forward to, to watching you guys grow um what, uh, what are the inherent benefits of automation? You touched on some of the benefits for people. Uh, you're not, not having to do all the heavy lifting, but specifically when it comes to modular construction, what are the benefits of automation?
1: Well, again, I'll, I will touch on the people because it's taking the heavy lifting off people and putting mm-hmm. it on machines. Uh, but it also builds with precision uh, because robots don't get tired. They don't care about the weight. Uh, so they're going to do the same thing over and over as they're programmed to do. And they're only as good as they're programmed to do. So once you program your uh, robots to either fasten or to frame and so forth, it'll do it the same way every time until it's instructed to do it differently. The other benefits was what we we saw a little bit of, but not near to the point of what we received. And that was the different education that had to come into a manufacturing plant. Uh, people with uh, degrees and and industrial engineering and electrical engineering and so forth, softwares, writing programs, all those people suddenly became part of a manufacturing facility building modulars. And they brought that education and those techniques with them to share with the rest of the group that uh, would go out there and do the physical work and the trades. And so it opened up the door to a different type of construction worker that was coming into a manufacturing plant uh, to grow it to a new level. And then, it also opened up the door for a lot more women in the workplace. You know, the average uh, uh, the average company has anywhere from seven to eight percent women working in their workplace. We have thirty percent.
0: Oh wow! And we
1: have that because it's so technical. Again, the heavy lifting's out of it, and so we found a valuable resource in the workforce to really bring into our company and help us expand.
0: That's great. Uh, that's great. Um, I wanted to touch uh, back on something you, you alluded to just a minute ago. With, with, you said it was just uh, just programming. Uh, are, are there limits to what robots can do when it comes to building, or, or it really is it all just a matter of programming? Uh,
1: there are limits. I mean, there are projects out there that uh, modular construction does not work for, and automation is really – it can do it, but it's not really meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get the most efficiency out of automation, what you want to try to do is you want to do your best to standardize and to be able to build in a certain manner, uh, similar to what they would do with a 150 out of Ford Motor Company. They're building the same product over and over, and they're adding different qualities to the product to, to make the difference in, in amenities that you're going to see. Modular manufacturing is best if you can standardize and it be, make it very repetitive because the more repetitive it is, the more efficient it is. So that was a big help to us. And so we're building standardized products and we can build buildings that look totally different from the next one, but have little changes in the actual construction.
0: So how about from, from an architect's or engineer's point of view, do they have to approach these projects differently given the automated nature of the construction?
1: They do. Uh, they have to approach it differently, first of all, because it's it's modular and it's done differently uh, than what you would do in traditional But also the automation, because automation, uh, you have to really design around its limitations. Mm -hmm. And so examples of that, my friend, would be if you're building vaulted walls or any things of that nature, that's not really a program that works very well for automation. It's more about flat top walls at different heights and so forth to give you everything you need. It just doesn't have the design. And so they need to understand the limitations of that and help design around it. And that's what prefab logic does. Uh, one of our companies is it helps them understand uh, what the capabilities are and what they're not.
0: So, tell me about the process of teaching robots how to build uh, modules. What goes into that, and, and how long did that process take to figure out for Audible? Uh
1: Most of all, that is data. Uh, and that's getting the right data and coming from engineering and coming through the planning process. And then you take that data and then you write scripts that really tell the robots what to do. And that process took a few months to get the right people in here with the right educations that really understood that. And then to work with our collaborating partners uh, house of design uh, robotics again, and the integration of that. And then our operators that uh, have to manage and be able to send those signals off to the robots and the automation to make it work properly. Uh, so it was a few months in getting that under our belt and really understanding that and basically creating it.
0: Hmm. So what's the biggest difference uh, in, in your view between uh, modular construction and automated modular construction? What What benefits have you seen so far?
1: Well, obviously, uh, we've seen the benefit of uh, the base that we got here for our employee base and all of our solutioners here. Uh, we have very little turnover here. We have our solutioners that are more concentrated on oversight, education. It's a lot easier work for them uh, within, that, within that plant. Uh, it's uh, bringing in a different education, which changes the culture of your company, and I think it betters it. Uh, and just building the culture of your company to where all people from different facets and different expertise can come in and form something that's never been done before that really makes a uh, a great impact on manufacturing. Uh,
0: I like that answer. I also like the words that you use. You use the word solutioneers, I think it was. Is this something you came up with, or is that uh, uh you know, uh, Audible created
1: that and actually, um. Merrick Maycomber, my EA, uh, she's one that came up with the word, but the word was really created because as as wonderful as the robots are and the automation is uh, and the creation of Audible, what's most important are the people. We're still a people industry and we're using automation and robotics as a tool to get the job done, to make it easier for people and better for, for building. And so... We don't refer to them as employees. We don't refer to them as a workforce because we see them. They're far more important to that. They're the ones that are building our company and taking our company forward. So our attention is on the people here, growing the people, helping them grow, and allowing them to go in and do what they're best at in creating this automation and robotic technology and finishing out modules.
0: Oh, well, I like that very much. So kudos to Merrick for coming up with uh, Solutioneers. I like that a lot. Um have you faced any uh, challenges with automation, anything unexpected uh, so far? Uh, we've
1: had so many unexpected things pop up with this that I don't even know if I could count them. <laughs> uh, and it's things that even though you've been in manufacturing all your life, you haven't done it with automation and robotics. And so there wasn't anybody to pick up the phone and say, hey, what do I do now? So we're having to develop this and create this. And so there were plenty of surprises uh, limitations were surprises. Some of the writings were surprises. And then it's, uh, it's, it's funny with automation. You can go in and you can make a change to a piece of software and it repairs the problem that you're having, but it may cause another one somewhere else. And so it's how finite that has to be and how much focus you have to put on it. Uh, But we were able to come through all those, uh, the plants up and operating well, we've got, uh, 70% of our automation working right now, we're finishing off the final line that'll take it automated. So we've learned a lot. Uh, we've pioneered a lot and it's doing real well. Excellent.
0: And I Excellent. can
1: tell you that for the guys that are out there manually building in front of this automation that's being developed, it's amazing to watch them when the automation is developed and they're no longer doing the heavy lifting and they're to other things.
0: So tell me about some of the projects you're working on now. Uh, What's coming out of your factory? Where are these projects going?
1: Well, our company is really focused on affordable housing. And so we are builders and really what's come out of a factory since we started is five story, -story, multi-story, multi-family affordable housing. So we're building apartment buildings. And so far, everything that we've built has gone into the state of California because the costs are so higher and the needs are great for housing. And so we've built... uh, we just started our sixth project in California, and uh, that'll be another five-story uh, apartment building there. So that's really what our concentration has been
0: on. Are there certain types of buildings or, or projects that lend themselves better to automated construction?
1: Apartment buildings lends itself very well. Hotels build uh, lend themselves very well. Uh, workforce housing very well, student housing very well, all of those multi-story, multifamily buildings where you're going to house quite a few people. We really have focused on the corridor type uh, units so that you have a corridor running down through the center of it and you've got a living unit on either side, mm-hmm. very much like you'd see in a hotel or a large apartment building. Mm-hmm. Those things uh, lend themselves very well to, to Major manufacturing.
0: What have you learned about automation now that everything is up, you're you're rolling, things are going relatively smoothly? Uh, What have you learned about automation? And and I was wondering if maybe you think there's still potential for for bigger and better and more efficiency.
1: Well, the first thing that I learned and we had to do is prove it. And we've proven it works. We've proven it worked in our products. We've proven it worked in our manufacturing process. We've also proven it works in in obtaining volume uh, to be a high volume plant. The other thing we learned is there's still lots of opportunity for automation. There's other areas in manufacturing that automation could be adapted to and really help out the cause, especially with all the labor shortages our, our country's going through right now. It's lend itself to, to help be helpful in that. So there's still a lot to, a lot to be done with automation. A lot of progression that needs to happen.
0: Uh, you mentioned all these opportunities for for automation. I, I can only assume that there will be more companies like Autoval. Uh, popping up in the near future. Do you have any advice for uh, the future Rick Murdochs of the world who are starting these automated uh, construction companies?
1: I do. And the first one was is, is, uh, really uh, have the desire to be a risk taker, mm-hmm. uh, be able to collaborate with everyone because it takes it takes quite a few different types of companies to come in and really create this. Uh, create it with a mindset that you're designing the manufacturing plant for the product you want to build. And so that all the data that you're feeding in to create these plants reflects exactly the products that you want to build. Uh, those are the things I would do that. And then patience. You have to have patience because with automation and especially with softwares and so forth, there's always something that's jumping up in the way that you have to defeat and so with patience and just constant drive, uh, you'll get it done. And it'll work very well for you.
0: Very good. Uh, here's one of my favorite questions. Um, wh- what do the next five to 10 years look like for modular construction? I guess, particularly automated modular construction. Where are we headed?
1: Well, in my opinion, uh, we've got a housing crisis that reaches all the way across our country. In fact, it reaches across the globe. And so, I think that the future of manufacturing housing is going to look very much like uh, the automobile business, right? We're going to be able to automate. We're going to be able to use robots in the building of this. We're going to be able to produce more with less. And we're going to be able to grow our manufacturing facilities to really fight the need that we have for housing. Right now, what the demand is for housing far outreaches what we're capable of building. And I believe that our industry is going to move in a direction to where traditional construction and automated modular manufacturing are going to see that they need to be linked together to better provide the numbers that are needed and also the costs that are needed.
0: So last question, Uh, we are uh, getting towards the end of April, which means World of Modular is right around the corner. I know you'll be there. Uh, What can you tell me about your presentation uh, at World of Modular? What do you think attendees will learn and what are you excited to share?
1: Well, I'm going to be talking about uh, the reason why we need automation, robotics, and humans working together, and what that looks like, what the future looks like, and why I believe it's a necessity. And so that's really what my discussion is going to be about in talking to the people, and I'm hoping to share that information and get others interested.
0: Well, I I really appreciate your time today, Rick. Uh, I know that you'll be in uh, San Antonio with all of us uh, uh, next week, so you probably got uh, travel plans uh, this weekend. so. Uh, again, I appreciate your time. I'm excited for you and for all, of all and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, John. I look forward to seeing you. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.